go. I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who I'm picking? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never settle. All right. Good afternoon. I guess I should say good evening, Dog Nation. Jeff Sintel here joining you before the hedges brought to you by Kroger. Hello, Facebook. Hello, YouTube. Uh, send a shout out to everybody that's catching us now on the podcast. Uh, different wrinkle we've got tonight for uh, before the hedges brought to you by Kroger. Uh, this is kind of a look live or a tape delayed show. Um, the before the hedges host, he's such a hard guy to deal with. He has a personal commitment he has to get to um this evening so we have to tape delay uh our show but there is no tape delay there is no information delay in the information uh, we're going to have tonight on before the hedges i think i think the headline of our show the kicker on our show when you see it on youtube you see it on facebook i think it sums up what we're trying to do best here um and this is basically the bragging points or the way the 2021 nfl ja- nfl draft is going to shape Georgia recruiting going forward. Uh, I, I think really the best arbiter of how well a program recruits and then develops and pushes these young men onto their dreams in the NFL, that's the NFL draft. It's very rapid. It's very telling. Uh, everybody looks at mass numbers and mass quantities, and uh, there's really no denying that. Okay, so Jump into like three or four points, and a lot of these are going to be illustrated by some of the tweets I have to show you guys. If you guys are joining us on the podcast, well, I'll do my best to be as descriptive as I can. But really what you, what you see here in the draft is this is really the first time Kirby Smart's um, draft classes, recruiting classes on their way to draft classes, can really be fairly and equitably evaluated. Why? Because that 2016 class that was signed, Kirby Smart took the job basically in December, and he had a couple months to recruit and put that class together. The first four recruiting cycle, that's the D'Angelo Gibbs, that's the Richard LeCount, uh, that's the Andrew Thomas, Jake Fromm, DeAndre Swift. That recruiting cycle um, has now blossomed where basically all the stalwarts, except for a few red shirts, um, have made their way onto professional football. And uh, that's a good place to start judging and evaluating. I've got a kind of clear point here I want to make. And Georgia's class, by and large, looks like that uh, high school kid that scored a 30, 31, 32 on their ACT. And gosh, that certainly looks really good until, and that's something to, you know, maybe stick the chest out and very be thankful for or be appreciative of, maybe brag about. Uh, but then there's the, the kid down the road or just across the street, the, the street. Uh, that scored a 35 or a 36, got that perfect score. That is, of course, Alabama. And I think a lot of the things that George has done in the NFL draft, um, when you look at that 2017 class as a whole, I think that's skewed a little bit by the lurking, omnipresent uh, example created by Nick Saban's Alabama. Um, It was another great time for the Tide. They had eight guys go in the first or second round uh, in this year's draft. That's pretty astounding. And I think, you know, even when you look at Georgia's 2017 class, you'll look at the guys that were drafted here, and then you'll think this last week, and you'll go, okay, now add Swift, second rounder to that, add Andrew Thomas, first rounder, and add uh, Isaiah Wilson, first rounder to that as well. And that all of a sudden looks a little bit better, a lot better, even within the head-to-head example with Alabama. But the first thing I want to show you, and this is a tweet that we found actually from someone with the Big Ten Network, 
And it's a good, I guess it's a good way to start things off. And this is a Big Ten Network stat guy. Uh, this uh, stat he, you hear will be the highest NFL dra draft selections by school. Look at that, number one, Ohio State. Ohio State, oddly, still holds the modern record with LSU for the most draft selections in one modern NFL seven-round draft class. That's 14. LSU, of course, did that after their national championship year. But look right here. In the 2021 draft, you see, you see Ohio State with 10, Alabama with 10, Georgia football with nine, Notre Dame football with nine, Michigan football with eight, and then the Florida Gators with eight as well. So I guess that's the first thing you start looking at, looking at right here with all these numbers. But then you, you, then you also need to start peeling back the onion a little bit. And I think one of these I'm going to bring up that I want to show right now is I guess the first one is, is the, the, the first of several tweets I captured that we found off the uh, Georgia football Twitter account post-draft in their coverage. Um, you saw history was made. Nine Georgia Bulldogs were drafted uh, in this NFL draft. And you look through them, you know, you've got Tyson Campbell and Oj Aziz Ojolari and Eric Stokes is basically the headliners as, you know, the early picks. But you look at their nine guys drafted. That's the highest ever uh, in Georgia football. I think that's certainly something, you know, worth, worth those likes, worth those heck yeah, mans uh, for those fans of the program on the feeds tonight. Uh, but then you go a little bit deeper into it. And I think one of the things that stands out, and I guess it is a compelling or also a frustrating narrative, is you look here, first of all, let's look at the defensive back class. Georgia had four members of its defensive back class drafted in the NFL. And then when you look at it, that ties the 2004 Miami Hurricanes for the most defensive backs selected from one school in the NFL draft. First off, you got Richard LeCount, you got Eric Stokes, you got Mark Webb Jr., you got Tyson Campbell. Uh, you remember from that secondary, J.R. Reed was a free agent from a year ago. D.J. Daniel is a free agent um, in this 2021 class as well. That's a lot of secondary guys that Georgia can point to. And that's a kind of a clear example about, look, we're getting guys in the league. Did you see what we did getting guys in the league? Um, that's something to think about right there. Now, four guys off the same team uh, drafted in the same draft class. And then we've got another, I would call them a discussion tweet. And this is probably a lot of credit to Sam Pittman right here. Look at this right here. Georgia has had seven offensive linemen have been drafted over the last four seasons. You start out with Isaiah Wynn. Sam Pittman was there with him for one year. Lamont Galliard in 2019. Sam Pittman had him for two years. Uh, Solomon Kinley, Isaiah Wilson, Andrew Thomas. Sam Pittman had him for three years. And then in 2021, you had Ben Cleveland and Trey Hill. Uh, Matt Luke had those guys for a full season as well. So I, I think that's one of the things the young, the young high school prospects look to. They say, all right, Georgia's putting guys in the league. There's a great reputation for offensive linemen. The draft enhances the recruiting. That's a simple way to look at that right there. And I think maybe the last thing we want to pull out in all these kind of discussion tweets in our first block of content this evening is uh, defensively. Right now, guys, Georgia is still seen as a defensive school especially in, in the NFL draft. Of those guys that were picked uh, in the um, 2021 NFL draft, out of Georgia's nine, six uh, were drafted uh, off the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Georgia, Kirby Smart, Dan Lanning, uh, Trey Scott, you get the picture there. Georgia is, is able to bring in the players on defense. Now, the challenge for Georgia is to be able to bring in some of those offensive guys uh, like Alabama. Alabama's draft class was dominated by offensive players. 
Uh, those five players, six players they had go in the first round, those eight in the first two rounds, um, that's how Alabama's getting it done. And it's a recurring theme, uh, the offensive brilliance of what uh, Alabama has done, comparatively speaking to every other, every other school in the country and not just the Georgia Bulldogs. Um, defensively, you know, you look at this defensive backs, offensive line, uh, you see the, the the ripple effects that's going to come out of this, and it's pretty simple. Georgia's going to continue to recruit well on the offensive line. They're going to continue to recruit well on and the defense and secondary. You see the tweets already, the, the 2023, the 2022, uh, even Tyke Smith, the transfer portal uh, star guy in 2021. All these guys notice those things in the NFL draft. It's It's real. It's telling. There's the recency that gets in these kids' heads about, you know, Georgia's a school that's putting dudes in the league. And Georgia, look at those numbers, trumpeting those numbers. Guys, there were years where Georgia didn't put in, put together nine guys in the NFL draft across two or three of those Mark Rick years um, in the NFL draft. So the burgeoning recruiting juggernaut, well, you need definitely need SEC titles. You need national titles to validate that. But ultimately, you also need to put guys in the league. I mean, what everybody does when they sign with Georgia or any other school is they really want to see uh, dudes in the league and putting guys in the NFL. And Georgia is certainly accomplishing that mission. Um, the other thing, kind of NFL draft-related content I wanted to share with you guys on the program uh, is I wanted to share you. We had a one-on-one -on -one conversation with Aziz Ojolari. I don't know if you saw that, saw that story on uh, Dog Nation early this morning. Uh, took, a, took a couple of days to work on that. I had to put together a video package, the photos I took, and also string together a narrative. But, you know, Azizo Jalari is one of those guys who is probably the fourth or fifth uh, rated uh, outside linebacker pass rusher in the Georgia uh, 2020 18 recruiting class, 2018 recruiting class, excuse me. Um, guys like Adam Anderson, um, you know, Brenton Cox was in that class, Azizo Jalari. Aziz Ojalar was only a number 150 overall pick. Uh, he chose Georgia. It's so funny. Aziz told me that um, he really couldn't even think back and think who was his second-place school. He said it was either Florida or Auburn. He's not quite sure because the distance between his number one school and the number two school was just that vast. But we had an ability to, to, to cover Aziz in high school. I was there for his All-American Bowl jerseys. I was there for his announcements. I was there for him. I was there covering him in the opening and the Nike opening regional camps. I was there covering him um, in his All-American games. I was there covering him uh, on his first start that he had against Vanderbilt. A lot of the big moments of his career, and I was certainly grateful um, that the family allowed me to kind of hang out with him on both draft nights to kind of go behind the scenes and capture what it was all like. I uh, had a good chat with Aziz Ojalar. If you guys hadn't seen it before, I want you to check it out now. Here on Before the Hedges, Dog Nation's Before the Hedges, brought to you by Kroger. Let's check out what um, Aziz Ojalari had to say. This is the part I think I will always remember. The emotions rolling over you, Definitely. and you say, "I got something to prove. I yeah. got something to prove. I got something to prove." Well, what do you have to prove, my man? Definitely, man. Just, you know, what I mean, uh, I didn't go as early as I wanted to, but it's all good. You know, we just 
blessed here for the opportunity the Giants gave me and just ready to come in, ready to work, show them what I could do, show the world what I could do, show them what I'm about, and just, you know, ready to go, ready to be a Giant. What will you remember the most about this time in your life? <sighs> just just the opportunity I got tonight, just being blessed to be a Giant, just getting that phone call. That phone call is just big, man, just getting it. With my family's brothers and sisters all around, just happy for me, big time. What do you remember at all? about that phone call. Do you remember when the, you take the phone call out on the porch, maybe you hear a little bit better? Everybody got quiet when you are on the couch for the first one. What do yeah. you remember, if anything, for, you know, all the money in the world, what can you remember about that phone call? Yeah, when I got the phone call, I just saw NJ, so I just picked it up as soon as possible. I knew it was the Giants. For sure, I knew it was called them calling. I picked it up, answered. Uh, they called me, she was ready to say, are you ready to be a giant? I was like, yeah, I'm ready to go, let's go, let's do it. I was so happy. I was just excited, man, it was so surreal. Can't wait, it's crazy. So, what is it? Let me, let me speak in Wakanda here. Yes, sir. You know that part in Black Panther where he absorbs all the bullets? Yeah. And he's got that suit. Yeah, the suit on. He was already a bad man to begin Definitely. with. But is that like you taking these draft picks and oh, yeah. watching them go and watching them go and yeah, watching them go? definitely. Let's do it. We're absorbing it all in, you know? We're, can't wait to let it loose and get uh, in New York just ready to go, ready to ball, ready to do it with the teammates. Can't, just ready to work, you know? Just can't wait. Can't wait to show everybody what's up. What's your message to Giants fans? What's up, Giants fans? Just ready to come in, ready to work, learn from the best of the best, ready to compete out there. Just ready to give you guys my all. Just ready to go out there and dominate. Just, just win football games, try to win Super Bowls for sure, and just, just give. I'm giving you guys my all. Let's go. It's ready to work. Let's do it. Let's go. Now your gas tank is hardly ever empty, but I'm sure, <laughs> are you going to think back to sitting on that couch both nights? Because I mean, here's the other set of adversity. You had to sleep on this, right? And then you had to watch about 20 picks roll off. I Definitely. Mean, how does that set with you? How will you internalize that for the positive portion of your career? Yeah, you know, just uh, just motivation, you know, just to keep every day, no matter what it is, getting up every day, every morning, just ready to work, ready to keep grinding, ready to put the work in to get better and just keep doing what I'm supposed to do, doing it the right way, the Giants way, just going, doing it at a high level, you know, just proving everybody wrong and just, just keep it staying, staying to the game, man, just, you know. What was harder, uh, sleeping on that tonight or last night and this morning? Yeah. Up, or was it hitting through another 20 picks? I'd say well, I played probably last night. Sleeping last night was hard for me, definitely, you know. Uh, it was just, it was kind of tough on me, you know. But, you know, adversity is nothing new to me, you know. I take it, go through it, beat it, beat it down, stomp on it, and just you come back ready, better than ever, you know. So it's just, I'm blessed here to be a giant. Blessed today, get the call, and just ready to go to work. You know, there's you know? a lot of fit fans and people were wondering, like, look at the tape. And right. then, you know, that I guess there was a report last week about your knee. Yeah. First thing a lot of people would think is, man, that knee was three years ago. Right. High school. Right. And what you've done since. How did you deal with that? What, what, what goes through your mind when you hear that about a medical and you're like, man, I, look what I did. Look what right. I, man, it's just crazy. You're just knowing, like, I was healthy 100% all season, all season I played. I just knew I was hunting. I never missed no practices, no games, no nothing. I was always there. No weight room, nothing. No, never had an issue, nothing. So I was 100% healthy. I just didn't know like where it came up. It just came out of nowhere. So always someone's just trying to set you back, probably. But I don't know. I don't know what it is. But I'm just blessed here to be drafted tonight. So just ready to get the work. So uh, how do you feel about this? You could have went a lot higher. I know that mm -hmm. slot. I know that means a lot. But it's all to get to your next contract anyway. Sure. Um, or you could have went to the Giants, where there's Lorenzo, yeah. there's Andrew, and there's Tate right. Crowder. I think now there's Aziz Ojolar. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, come on, man. I mean, it, it feels a little storybook, you know what I right. mean? Right, definitely. I mean, it's just, it's just blessed to be 
able to be there with my brothers for sure that played at Georgia, you know, just ready to go there, take me in, you know, teammates, brothers now, just ready to go compete and work like we always did, the Georgia way, how we did it. So, you know, just ready to learn from them guys, you know, ask them questions and everything, just ready to go. This will affect you your entire career, right? Sure. Waiting, I mean, maybe not until you get to your second contract or you get to Pro Bowls. Sure. How will you internalize this and make yourself better? This adversity you've went through, life hitting you in the mouth the last couple of days. Yeah, just knowing that you're never perfect, you know, just always keep working. Just, uh, just keep your head up high no matter what it is and just stay prayed up for sure. And just keep the main thing, the main thing, just attack all your goals for sure. Everything will work in the right way for sure. Got a final message for all the Georgia fans. They were they were bleeding for you watching all yeah. those all those picks roll by. No, um, what was that like? Yeah, man, I know it was the support me no matter where I go. Thank you, Dog Nation, for always being there for me, supporting me no matter what. I know y'all gonna support me in Big Blue and New York, so let's do it, man. I'm ready to go all in, go all hard for y'all guys. Appreciate it. Thank you for all the love. Your mom and dad said something. You're on the couch, and like you know, it's it's you know it's drama. You know what right. I mean? And like your dad and your mom was like they were leaning over trying to say it'll be okay, son. And yeah. like, I'm good, I'm good. What was that like? You know, were you telling them you were good? But what was it like having them right next to you trying to cheer yeah. you a little bit? Definitely, you know, that's what parents do for sure. They definitely will keep you up and know everything will be all right. You know, my mom and dad just love them so much. Everything they've done, just want to give them the world. So you know, just them being there right by my side was so important and big for me. You know, they always supported me, always there with us no matter what it is to pick me up, and keep me up. So. I'm just ready to give it up, give them all everything I got. <laughs> um, I think I, I'll, I'll close it with this. I think uh, the tweet that went out from the Dog Nation account was like, uh, Z's has something to prove. Uh, dear NFC East, he's, <laughs> he's coming. Good luck with him. Yes, sir. Uh, I mean, is that that's where you're going to hit it, right? Yes, yeah, sir. Definitely, for sure. You know, just ready to come in, show them what I could do, compete. You know, just giving the best of the best, the best I got, you know, all I got. Let's go. Aziz Ojolari, uh, second round draft pick, uh, first class in every way. We've covered him since he had big hair. His smile was still the <laughs> yes, same um, when that vibranium was 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 starting to form. Yes, sir. <laughs> Aziz, it's been a genuine pleasure following you so far in your career. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right, guys, how was that? Aziz Ojolari, look at the joy, look at the exuberance. Folks, that's exactly the Aziz Ojolari I've known for about four or five years now. Here's some news here on Aziz Ojolari. You want to replicate uh, what last year's NFL draft pick and the 2020 NFL draft pick got? That was a safety out of Utah. Uh, he got uh, four years, $6.5 million. Uh, that included a $2.2 million signing bonus. About $3.3 million of that was guaranteed, and his average annual salary was $1.6 million per year. Folks, yes, Aziz Ojolari slid. There's no disputing that whatsoever. But one of the things I can think of what my mama and papa used to tell me, it, you got to put all this stuff into perspective because perspective really is the most important thing in this life. Aziz Ojolari is 20 years old. Yeah, he'll have an education from the University of Georgia, and he will have a roughly uh, a guaranteed contract of about $3.3 million at just 20 years of age. Folks, if you want to think about the 99.9th percentile of all 20-year-olds on this earth, I think Aziz Ojolari and his tax bracket now will certainly qualify for that very exclusive club. Favorite moment of that of that um, night, besides him saying, I got something to prove, I've got something to prove, I've got something to prove, was when you um, you heard that quote. To me, that's pure Aziz Ojolari. 
you know, his friends on the Georgia team will probably always call him Wakanda or Vibranium uh, because just the way he plays and that connection they all had to Aziz and both the Black Panther movies. But listen how he handled adversity. He said, you know, deal with it, beat it, stomp on it, come back, learn from it, get better than ever. I love the way he phrased that, you know, not just beat it, come back, deal with it, but stomp on it and then come back better than ever. Um, the story that's up on dognation.com reflects a whole lot of that and a lot of uh, Monsurio Jalare, uh, John Thornton, he is sports agent for Rock Nation Sports. I was in a room when Jay-Z called somebody uh, wanting to know about the, about the uh, NFL draft and how things were going with Team Aziz. Certainly, I, was, I allowed the person I was talking to to, to take that call to talk to Jay-Z. I think Jay-Z was up in a plane. Uh, in the air. It was a definitely a fun time and a highlight for me to be a part of uh, Aziz Ojolari. It's two draft nights. I hope you guys enjoyed that as well. Um, the back half of our show, uh, we're going to start off the third quarter of Before the Hedges. Uh, we're going to talk about all things recruiting. There's going to be a change or two in the top targets, a couple of things, big picture to look at, look at for the um, Georgia 2022 recruiting cycle. But before all that, we got to take some time to pay some bills here on Before the Hedges. That's to thank our wonderful sponsors at Kroger. Here comes a special message uh, from our wonderful partner. We'll get back to the show in just a moment, but first, a quick word from Kroger. Kroger has made shopping for the groceries and household essential items that you need even easier by offering free pickup. Just shop online, choose a pickup time convenient for you, and Kroger will carefully pick out your order and bring it to your vehicle when you arrive. So the next time you're ready to shop at Kroger, take advantage of the free pickup. It's just another way that Kroger is fresh for everyone. All right, guys, coming out of that break, I guess with both barrels, let's talk 2022 recruiting class. Now, what's happened since the last time we all chatted together? Well, Georgia got a commitment that was four-star wide receiver Denylon Morissette. Good player comp I see for him is probably Kiaris Jackson, I've kind of felt that way for a while, but I would say I would say Denylon Morissette, excuse me, is probably more advanced on the technical side, the receiver side, the route side, the polish side. Uh, I would say Kiaris Jackson was probably the better athlete, but uh, Denylon, big relationship he has there with Gunnar Stockton. I think that was part of the the lure of the entire package of coming to Georgia, as well as how much Todd Munkin, Kirby Smart, Cortez Hankton definitely prioritized him as well. Uh, I think Cortez Hankton's hashtag for all his receiver targets in 2022 is the blur game or something like that. The Nylon is one of those guys that's going to get a lot of those rack yards, those, you know, yak yards, those yards after catch. Very physical. He went off last year in Georgia's 7-8 football uh, against some of the bigger opponents. He had a good game against the Kula. He had a good game against Marietta. Um he had a penchant for big games. The Nyland Morissette is now at North Cobb High School. His uh, spring practice is actually getting away today and tomorrow at North Cobb in Class uh, 7A football. Georgia also lost the commitment um, over the last week since we spoke. That was three-star outside linebacker, linebacker uh, Donovan Westmoreland. That's an in-state defensive player and edge defender out of Griffin High School. Um, folks will look at the rankings and say that that was the, the lowest-rated player in the class aside from three-star punter Brett Thornton. Now Georgia's class has consisted of uh, all four stars except for the three-star punter. Um, and certainly that leads Georgia to the fans to think about who's going to be the edge guy, who's going to be the defensive ends and outside linebackers in this class. 
Donovan Westmoreland actually flips to South Carolina um, over this series of events over the last week. And, you know, South Carolina, they've done very well with some players that maybe Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, and others really didn't think were, you know, really good fits or high up on their board. Look at J.C. Horn. Uh, I think of another name, Kingsley Barre out of Heatville Charter. That's a defensive end that you see his name also projected to come out of South Carolina to go in the first or second round of the 2022 NFL draft as well. Um, Carolina's doing a lot of that, getting the players that perhaps Georgia uh, didn't prioritize in the state, and they're finding some gems in doing so. Um, before we get into the, uh, the, the top targets and the board, a couple of quick thoughts I want to share with you guys about UGA recruiting. Uh, receivers are still so vitally important to this class, Kojo Antwi, Evan Stewart. But, you know, I want to give you guys a snapshot of kind of what I guess it's going to be like an air traffic controller at LaGuardia or Hartsfield. That's what my job will look like in June. There's going to be so many guys visiting. It's kind of funny. Uh, folks are commenting that that are, you know, in the know, connected guys in the know. They're basically commenting that seeing everything on Twitter, everybody's announcing unofficial visits now, not just official visits that kind of surprises some folks. Um, but the thing here, and I'm going to give you maybe the, the closing flurry for Georgia's 2022 recruiting cycle. There's four positions, one running back. Uh, everybody knows running back, uh, what it means. Georgia's got one commitment right there. They've got their eyes on a five-star talent as well. You'll see his name on the top targets list. The second thing Georgia, I think needs to finish up is the deep is the defensive line position. A, a plethora of top targets there. You got five stars, you got four stars, you got all Americans galore. Uh, how will Trey Scott finish the 2022 recruiting class across the defensive line? Folks, it's going to be scary good the remaining three or four names that he might choose to finish off this trench mob class in 2022. But the two other positions to me is what's going to swing, whether this is the greatest Georgia recruiting class under Kirby Smart of all time, or whether it's just another one of those top two, top three, top four classes. For Kirby Smart as he keeps raising the bar with Georgia recruiting. Uh, the next to last position that's a priority is wide receiver. Uh, Denylon Morissette was a start. Georgia's going to have to add a couple of All-Americans. Uh, Fear Factor All-Americans, some of those game breakers that schools like Ohio State and Clemson and Alabama have been signing. Biggest difference right now between the Georgia football program and all those other upper echelon schools. Georgia might be better on the defensive line. They may be better in the defensive backfield. They may be getting more defensive guys drafted in the league, but offensively, those scary dudes that put points on the board and win shootouts, that's really what you got to look at right there. And for me, the number one and most important remaining vital position for Georgia recruiting in 2022, that's the defensive backs, the secondary. Folks, the month of June, as I kind of discussed earlier, is going to look a lot like the Olympics. You know, everybody remembers the Olympics, right? I, I, I was a big fan of the Olympics coming up as a kid because – you heard all these guys, you know, who won the Pan Am Games, who won the World Championships, but who was going to put that performance together in the Olympics? And I think really that's what a lot of these recruiting recruiting faces are going to look like in June. And it's going to be, for me, a 180 redirect from what we've seen in the past. That's because of the pandemic. Think about this for a second. Here's my point here. Every other year you hear everybody's going to have a great visit. Don't focus on the visit. And now it sounds like all these recruits are going to binge themselves on four or five visits in a row and make their decisions in June. They're going to make the visits be kind of the final test of the Olympics, whether the school gets the gold, silver or bronze. You're going to so see so many of these players wait for the finishing touches on their recruitment to be the school visit, 
the facilities, the bells and whistles, the photo shoots, maybe the game day visits if they hold out until September, very vital for a lot of these recruitments. And after years and years and years of not making the official visits the most important thing, uh, now the official visits are the most important thing. It goes back to the olden days where a lot of guys would say, well, I had the best visit there. I, I had the best time. I hung out with the guys I wanted to play with the most at that school, and that's where I ended up choosing. It's going to look a lot like 1995 and 2005 recruiting going forward uh, with a lot of these guys. That's my uh, Centel's Intel take, that quick speech about, you know, where I think the lay of the land right now is in Georgia 2022 recruiting. Let's look at that top targets list. We've got new names on there. Denylon Morissette used to be on that list last week. He's no longer on that list because he's a member of the Georgia class. New name at number 14, that's Dalen Everett. He's another guy out of IMG Academy. You might want to call this Georgia class potentially IMGA uh, out of IMG Academy because the number of guys Georgia could add to the class. A lot of these are going to be on this top targets name right there, but there's a lot of guys on this uh, class that um, how, how many guys Georgia gets out of IMG Academy might move the dial on whether they finish with one of those all-time great recruiting classes. Dalen Everett's got basically, I think, Clemson, Georgia. Uh, you know, he's got four schools, North Carolina, I believe is one of those as well. He's going to take his visits. He's going to, believe, visit Georgia in mid-June. Um, Five-star cornerback. He's out of IMG Academy. Name to watch there for sure. Number 13, Shamar Stewart. LSU really looms large there with Shamar Stewart. It's going to be a, about who can get Shamar on cap in, in June for an unofficial and then parlay that into another official visit during the season. Folks, every school that's recruiting Shamar Stewart knows it's going to be a long game for Shamar. He's going to wait until February, very likely to make his college decision. And he has the type of uh, uh, punche, that, that type of equity in his ability where a lot of those schools are going to hold the spot and they're going to wait for him. Uh, number 12, another talented defender out of uh, Oxford, Alabama, defensive back. You remember me mentioning defensive back. Traquan Figgins is out of Oxford High School in Oxford, Alabama at 6'2 and a half, plays all over the field for his Oxford Yellow Jacket team. Be very interesting to see uh, what, what happens with him with his quick first few visits out of the gate, his official visits in June. Name on the list, I think I moved Jeremiah Alexander up a spot or two this week uh, out of Thompson High in Alabama, Alabaster, Alabama. Here's what everybody knows, five-star, could probably play defensive end or linebacker. Um, if he doesn't get much taller, he probably won't play out on the edge. He can play inside linebacker, outside linebacker. Um, uh, a lot of spots he can he can he move around. I think the key word, folks, when you think about Jeremiah Alexander, former Bama commit, Bama, Clemson, Georgia are always in the mix for Jeremiah Alexander. The words that come to mind are block destruction, uh, the way he plays. He has insane ball get off, the way he plays the game for a back-to-back -back state championship team. Uh, one thing, though, I know I put this on forum.dognation.com and Centel's Intel hurry up thread. Uh, Jeremiah Alexander looked at the uh, Instagram post from Denylon Morissette. So I'll put this in the back pocket and see if this stuff comes to fruition. Now, I'm not going to say those two words that rhymes with schmackage meal uh, that uh, everybody doesn't want to mention in the 2021 recruiting cycle. Uh, but Jeremiah put on an Instagram, um, Denylon Morissette's Instagram, when he announced he was making his commitment at 2 p.m. Uh, last Friday. Uh, Denylon had that post, and then Jeremiah commented below it, wherever he's going, I'm going. So that's something to pay, pay close attention to. And I White, that's out of Philadelphia, Imhotep Charter, same school which sent 
uh, Tyke Smith uh, to Georgia now. Uh, those two are very close. That's like a brother relationship there. Uh, they, they want the same things. They have the same work habits. They're kind of wired the same way. And I'm white. And I'm white. The rankings are skewed a little bit, a little bit about Mr. White. Rated as a five-star for 24-7 sports. Rated number 40 overall in the country for ESPN. And then a rated as, I believe, a top 90 overall recruit for rivals. That makes him number 39 nationally on the 24-7 sports composite. He can play outside. Georgia's on the edge. Georgia's going to get an official visit from him in June. Another guy, official visitor, another guy out of IMG Academy, that's Tyler Booker. Oscar Delp, I think right now as we speak, Oscar Delp is um, playing a uh, lacrosse game in the state playoffs uh, for West Forsyth High School against Alatoona High School. Um, number one tight end in the country. We mention him all the time. He's in that um, fab group. It kind of reminds me of Entourage. Everyone remembers that great HBO show. If you guys remember that HBO show, um, uh, entourage. Uh, that's kind of what that first week of Georgia official visits is going to look like with Gunner, Denylon, Marquise Groves, Killebrew, Aaron Bryant, Kojo Antwi, Oscar Delp. I mean, uh, a huge slew of unofficial visitors and official visitors in that first weekend. Number seven, Travis Shaw out of Grimsley, North Carolina. He's playing for a state championship this weekend in class 4A football on Friday night, uh, he's playing at North Carolina, I believe. Um, Travis Shaw, five-star defensive tackle. Very interested in Georgia, to say the least. Walter Nolan, another name. Nolan is there at number six on our list. Nation's number one defensive tackle. Five-star Kamari Wilson. Um, lots of good chatter there for those that follow the Georgia football program about Kamari Wilson. He's the nation's number one safety for the 2021 class. Um, and Keon Sab, another guy you'll see later, name later on, also at IMG Academy, another five star as well. Uh, we've mentioned Kojo Antwi, uh, Evan Stewart, uh, keeps going on and on and on. Did you guys see the Dog Nation story last week from Big Bear Alexander? We talked about that. You remember last week how uh, uh, Evan Stewart had reached out to Big Bear Alexander and said he was probably going to join up with him. Uh, very interesting if that follows along. Branson Robinson, the state powerlifting champion. Uh, out of Mississippi. He's in his state. He's in his spring practice right now in Mississippi as well. Same thing for the number one target on this list. That is Mikel Williams out of Hardaway High in Columbus, Georgia. All these players are now finally in the throes of spring practice. Everybody's having spring practice again. Guys, it feels really great for me, me, me to be able to say that every week. Ten other names to know. Aaron Bryant, uh, he's coming in again on that first official visit. Three-star defensive tackle. Lots of schools are in on him. Georgia is the team to beat, I would say, for him. Jahad Campbell, another impressive edge defender. Georgia's going to have to figure out who its, who its cornerbacks are, who its defensive backs are, and how its edge guy, the defensive and outside linebackers that will, that will flesh out this class. Uh, that's one of the two big talking points, the major talking points of the 2022 cycle. Three-star offensive tackle, Jacob Hood. That's a new addition to the list. Georgia sure sent him a lot of edits over the last two weeks or so, especially NFL draft edits. Uh, six foot eight, about 345. He's a three-star offensive tackle. I don't expect Georgia to go really hard in the paint this year with uh, offensive linemen. I can see them in some scenarios and some mock-ups I've got going on on my MacBook here. I can see Georgia with going with maybe as little as three offensive linemen uh, in this 2022 class. Essentially, what would be the, the catalyst for that? That would be because Georgia would load up at other positions like cornerback, wide receiver, uh, defensive and outside linebacker, defensive line especially. Uh, Keith Miles, another defensive tackle out of uh, 
Jersey City and New Jersey. Addison Nichols, forgot to mention him. Addison Nichols, another guy in that, um, the Eagle Scout, the Black Belt. The, I think he shoots 80s in the 80s as a golfer on the Greater Atlanta Christian Golf Team. He runs track, um, 3.45 GPA, also works at Kroger. Uh, he's got his um, kudos. He's got his merit badges in several different departments at Kroger. Got promoted a bunch of times. Uh, very stellar young man. Christian Miller, uh, very tight, very linked in with Tyree West, the Khabib, and Mikel Williams, the number one target on Dog Nation's list. Uh, Keon Sab, Quayshawn Sapp out of uh, out of Lee County. For, for, for all those guys, those are kind of the names that I think are – are the ones that would be on top of the stove with some heat underneath them uh, for the 2022 cycle, along with the top targets. Really, there's one kind of scheduled uh, decision date known. That's July the 5th for Kojo Antweed out of Lambert High School. Lambert High School is not having a, a spring practice uh, this spring. Um, they're going to do a lot of um, they're going to do a lot of extra work to make up for that in the fall in the off season. Um, the breakdown, well, it's kind of kind of interesting. There was a little import-export in terms of the 2020 recruiting class at Georgia. They lost a defensive player. They picked up a, uh, an offensive player in Denial and Morissette. They're still number one nationally as we look at the 2022 recruiting breakdown. Um, they've got three guys on uh, – they got three guys on uh, offense. That's Jordan James, Gunnar Stockton, and Denial and Morissette. Uh, Morissette was the first receiver in the class. I think Georgia probably signed about – Two or th- we'll try to sign two or three more guys at that position um, in the 2022 class. I think the class could go 24, 25, 26 names. Depends on how many guys Georgia can bring in over the next few weeks prior to the 2021 season. Um, Georgia, you know, five stars stay the same, in-state, out-of-state, all that stuff stays the same. Georgia retains the nation's number one recruiting class for 2022. Uh, Ohio State just picked up a big defensive back commitment today from Ryan Turner. Beat out Clemson for that defensive back. Uh, Ohio State remains number three on the board. Georgia is still number one. Um, And I know folks on this feed, on YouTube, and on Facebook certainly like to see that. Guys, if you're just joining us, this is Before the Hedges brought to you by Kroger. We went over the NFL draft and how it kind of shapes shapes Georgia recruiting going forward. Georgia's going to do a lot of – a lot of pointing to these guys saying, hey, look what we've done. Hey, look what we've done in your position. Look what we did with that guy. There's no greater case for me in terms of great guys being added to the class other than Eric Stokes. Eric Stokes, guys, everybody remembers this. 2017 class, a very, very, very late addition. Um, low, one of the lower rated guys, especially the lowest rated high school guy in the class. Georgia develops him over across three or four seasons. They develop him into a starter. They develop him into a first-round draft pick in the NFL. Eric Stokes Jr., I think for a lot of minds, especially the way I look at these things sometimes, I think Georgia's going to get as much mileage out of taking a three-star like that and turning him into a first-round draft pick as the guys that were five stars and so highly rated coming out of high school. Uh, Folks, you're joining us on a delayed tape show tonight. Uh, the host of Before the Hedges um, had a personal engagement he had to be to tonight, so we couldn't make our normal live 8 o'clock broadcast hour. Sorry we couldn't do that. Um, want to remind everybody, Kroger is the place for all your needs. Hit that, hit that click list. Everybody watching that promotion that, man, I think it's one of the best promotions we've ever done at dognation.com, the five-star moms. Did you have a five-star mom? Is do you know one of those five-star moms that's been recognized on behalf of all of Dog Nation? I'd like to thank everybody uh, for taking the time to honor their mothers on Mother's Day as well. 
been a great treat to read some of these personal stories and listen to where and learn where our listeners and viewers and audience is coming from in terms of their five-star moms. Of course, all that's brought to you guys by Kroger. Um, hope you guys have enjoyed the show. I've got to be on the hop. got to be moving and shaking um, for the rest of my evening. Hope you guys have a good Cinco de Mayo. Uh, from everybody here at dognation.com, thanks for joining us in on another Wednesday night on Before the Hedges. Um, brought to you by Kroger. you got Dog Nation daily in the morning. Got a cover for tomorrow as well. Busy slate of programming tomorrow on Dog Nation. I hope you guys are having a good week. I hope you guys are having a good uh, Wednesday evening. We'll catch you guys later. Let's go. I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never settle. 